0: Good morning, it's Chris Wade, and this is episode 13 of my podcast Murmurings. so I'm a speech therapist based over in the UK, and I'm going to talk about a trip I had over to Dubai, so I had already booked me to go to Dubai to do some some whole school training, um, so there was a mainstream school out there, and they'd arranged with a, a group of other mainstream schools that they wanted kind of a whole day's training on kind of speech and language therapy approaches, so it's very general training, kind of creating communicative... A kind of communication-friendly environment. How to use approaches such as global semantics. How to use sequencing. How to use shape coding. What attention autism looks like. Uh, it was it was informal, um, so I didn't provide any certificates at the end. But it was um, kind of I think worked out about 600 teachers um, in one giant hall, um, and me and my little voice um, and my. My lack of preparation, but it went really well, and the feedback was fantastic. Um, but I'd already booked to go over and do this, do the training. And then what I used to do is, when I was going over to any to any country, I'd advertise on our Facebook group uh, or on our Facebook page or across social media just to say, look, I'm going to this country. I'm going to be here in these dates, um, and I'm available for these slots for assessments or for therapy, or for training. So I had a family approach me, and it was a family from a man, and. Um, they were happy to meet me in Dubai, and they were. Um, they were, They had a young boy that was undiagnosed, but they had concerns around kind of global concerns about his kind of language, his kind of social skills, his language development. So, I booked a flight with a a big airline, um, and I thought it was some kind of flash sale. I was like, "This is amazing!" So, I booked a first class cabin, um, which should be like what six thousand pounds. And it was down to 300 return. So I was like, great, I'm going to sleep through the night and be completely refreshed and prepared and and have showered on the plane, etc. And then to walk straight in and do the assessment. So the assessment was actually booked. I was due to land at seven. The assessment was booked in at nine. And I was going to be there for two hours before I went to see another two families that day in other parts of Dubai. So I was like, this is going to work perfectly the week before my flight I get an email from this airline saying oops there's a technical error we've downgraded you to economy and I was like I don't care I can can fly economy but then I remembered I was supposed to be resting on the plane and you can't really rest in economy uh, with someone else's feet or pitting in your face or whatever I, I can't so for me I was like great so now I the options were pay to upgrade which would have made Economically, absolutely no sense for doing the trip, um, or to essentially either cancel the assessments, which made the trip a bit more worthwhile, kind of in terms of finances, or just just crack on and just just try and get a bit of sleep and then work on adrenaline and coffee. So I, I, I opted for working on adrenaline and coffee. I I slept for about a half an hour on the plane. Um, when I landed, um, I I was. They, they sent the chauffeur to pick me up um, to get to the hotel. So I went to the hotel. Once I got to the lobby, um, I went into the bathrooms. It was, it's a very nice hotel. So they had kind of facilities for me to get changed and be refreshed for the day. Um, not as refreshed as I wanted to be, but it was a start. So the family themselves, because it was, they're a, they're, they're a quite high-ranking family, they they'd hired out the, the floor of the hotel they were staying on and the floor above and the floor below so that there would be minimum, um, kind of zero distractions, um, except the people coming in and going in terms of room service, um, it was a nice quiet assessment, so I carried out at the time, I had the Bayliss screening assessment, I had the ADOS, um, it was ADOS one at the time, and I'd also taken the pre, um, the preschool, uh, um, just in case, um, it turns out once I got there him in mean, the ADOS was definitely the first assessment that needed to do um, I followed that up with an observation in terms of how he was functionally getting people to do X, Y and Z how did he get what he needed um, how did he kind of was he gesturing was he leading people by the hand Were they, did he use the adults the tool? did he respond to his name so all the things I've seen in the ADOS I also wanted to see in kind of more of a Kind of a less structured activity um, and just see how he got on with his with his parents um, and how how that worked. and then um, as part of that I did the, ba- I accepted, I did the Bailey screens so I had a lot of information on the young boy so I left that left the hotel room after about two and a half hours to go to my next assessment and I stayed in contact with that family and that family wanted me and who i had an American investor at the time Uh, They wanted us to go to Muscat within two to three weeks. Unfortunately, I was in a car crash uh, the weekend before I was supposed to go to Muscat. Um, me, Me, Nia and Izzy driving along, actually I was driving, but driving along Country Lane in Cardiff, someone pulled out on us in a much bigger car and they did what they call t bone they t-boned the car, they literally drove straight into the centre of the car and bent the car, sent us spinning down the road, so it meant that I didn't feel happy travelling obviously because I, like, I was in significant pain, um, I also didn't want to leave them. My, my, my kind of relatively newborn daughter, I think she's she must have been like seven or eight months, um, and, and my wife, so I postponed my part of the trip for about six weeks. And the investor went out there and spent time with the family. We drew up kind of blueprints and, a, and an MOU, so a memorandum of understanding, uh, for a potential big multidisciplinary centre that we were going to be built um, under kind of the brand that I owned at the time, um, and it was kind of a joint venture between us and them. Uh, that didn't actually materialise, but the centre itself got built. Um, but they. They decided as a as a fam, family and as a business they made sense for them to do it by themselves with a bit of support from me. Um, I followed up with a visit to Muscat. I'd located a therapist who was based in Wales that was happy to go to Muscat to do um, a year's work with this young boy. So we'd outline exactly what he needed in terms of intervention. Um, like a lot of the children that I, that I see abroad, they, he needed a therapist that needed to be with him at school and take on what they call the shadow teacher approach. And um, so it's like a learning, learning support system or teaching assistant, but with the with a heavy kind of um, heavy influence of the speech therapy targets and the speech therapy activities and strategies that we've set as part of his program. We're also helping the city teacher to of differentiation because she just didn't have a clue. Um, so he was based in an international school. Um, the therapist was out there for about a year working with that particular family and I think she's actually still out there. Um, this is like seven or eight years ago. She's now like full-on living in Muscat, living, living the Oman dream. Um, from from uh, deepest, darkest Wales to an absolutely stunning country. Um, so whilst I was out there, I did some staff training, did some observations of her doing therapy, introduced and did some modeling therapy myself um kind of continued with the assessment. Um, I'm a single discipline, so I can kind of provide diagnosis such as um, autism spectrum disorder. Um, however, for me, it was clear that that was what I was being presented with. Um, so I kind of guided the family in terms of further assessment, which they might want to visit later down the line. Um, I did a few more assessments whilst I was in Muscat because the family are organized for friends we see their children that I had concerns with. Um, Spent a lot of time, um, kind of, the dad wanted to show me. Uh, Muscat showed me what the sights were like. Um, I, I, the fa- family, like I say, well, they're high ranking family now. So at one point, I was having a barbecue with, the, with one of the princes um, who really wanted to sit next to me and hear about my life, which I was shocked by because I'm like, I'm, I'm a working class kid from Yorkshire. Um, tell me about your life. I don't know what you've done. Um, I absolutely lots of memories, lots of really interesting things happened whilst I was at Muscat uh, with the family. And then I flew back, kept in contact with the family, um, continued to supervise the therapist from the UK. That, um, so we did, um, on did um, at the time it was Skype, but I don't think Zoom even existed. Um, lots of kind of follow-up. Um, she posts, sent me her, her case notes every single day. Um, and um, no, it was, it was a really nice project. So I'm lucky to have been part of that. So that was my kind of trip to Dubai. Um, lots more trips to Dubai, but I don't think I'll bore you with all of them. Um, you'll see that like the international trips have take a very similar kind of theme. They have same similar feel to them in the way that I do the assessments, and it's exactly the same as if whether they're in the UK or whether whether they're in their home country. Um, and the the throughput and the the need for kind of continued work and not just dropping in, doing assessment, write a report on the disappearing. And I think it's really important not to do that. Right, have a lovely day everybody. Take care. Goodbye.